woman. I'm here. <laughs> It is podcast Sunday. How are you? I am well, thank you. Looking at the depressing weather from my bedroom where I'm recording this and I'm trying not to get depressed by seeing the rain coming down. It's freezing. I you had snow. You had snow the other day, no? Yes, for a quick five minutes. Then it all turned to rain and puddles and mud. It's like living in England, but prettier. <laughs> Don't insult the English. The first thing you do, please. <laughs> uh, yes, but because they're living in the European Union, I mean, I, I'm a little bit angry with the English friends, but yeah, whatever. It's depressing. It's a Sunday and it's gray and it looks like I'm living in some kind of industrial city instead of beautiful Milan. There isn't a single Christmas light out there. How am I supposed to do Christmas this year? No, I agree. I mean, I was just out to do some grocery shopping and it is very gray. And for probably one minute, I saw a few snowflakes. So that was nice, but they didn't last long. Uh, but actually, as I was driving back home from my grocery shopping, I saw that they put out um, sales of Christmas trees somewhere. And there are at least some Christmas lights. I think there's little ambiance, but I don't mind so much sort of wintry, wintry weather uh, because we're used to that from Sweden. So I don't really mind that it's dark and gray so much for as long as it's not like that permanently. Please give me some Swedish word for this Sunday that I can look forward to. Uh, bread. That sounded <laughs> awful. What is that? Is that a new IKEA kitchen? Talk about sounds. I'm going to give you the rest of this podcast to guess something. Let's see if you figure it out. I'm not going to give you a single more clue, mm. but let's see how switched on you are and you, if you can figure it out by the end of it. Okay, so I'm 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 supposed to guess a song. No, and nobody's oh. going to sing. No, you're going to guess something and you don't something. even know what yet. Oh, that's useful information. So <laughs> good. Uh, let me just consult quickly on my crystal ball. Uh, oh, my God. What am I supposed to guess this morning? Well, I'm going to get my vengeance because today it's Fashion Lawyer Question Sunday. Yay. Mm -hmm. I can hear cheering from Woo. all over the globe. Yes. So wow. uh, get your coffee ready because you're going to need it. Because I, woman, I have questions. Are I'm ready. ready. I have my coffee. I think you heard me gulp there a second ago. Yes. Uh, just to make sure, <laughs> are, are, you, are you in the, your bathroom now or you are just uh, on your, you know, uh, the one that you had to put away all the bags from? We all have that chair in the house. <laughs> I have the chair in the house. <laughs> that's <laughs> not my bathroom chair. Yeah. I so, so you... You're not in your bathroom, and that's the only thing that counts. Okay, so we can we can proceed with the questions. And I loved your story that said that you had to remove the bags because I'm looking at that chair at this very moment. It has uh, two Chanel's, uh, one Valextra, and one Dior bag on it. I really don't know why. Like, seriously, why don't we remove those and put them away as much as we use them? You know, as long as you use it, you just use it and then you put it away are you it, talking about my chair now or your own what is the valextra bag and it, it's it's a bag it's a brand it's a bag but i mean you're talking about your own chair yes or my chair? of course ah, okay. we, we we all have that chair. okay i can tell you why i haven't removed them there's mm. a reason because, because you want to see them all there no because i'm supposed to polish them so i i took out a few of them that i wanted to treat with uh with some special gels and creams for before i pack them back up 
Mm. And you know that didn't happen, so I should have of just kept them in didn't. their boxes. <laughs> I mean, but I have. I mean, I have the, the chairs. You know, you, we all have that day when we say, "Okay, today I'm going to take care of my bags or or my makeup or my clothes, and I'm just going to do this, this, and that." And that never happens. I but don't. It has. It has for me. I mean, I was uh, talking to a few friends yesterday, and I'm almost. I mean, I'm afraid of saying it, but I'm almost in phase with everything I haven't done with all the travels and the normal tempo. So frankly, um, can I tell you a story? It's a, it's a very good story. I have to tell please, you. Please do, because right now I'm hating you because I'm so behind on my stuff. So yes, please okay. do tell a story. It's not that I'm, I'm not behind on some of the things, but a bunch of things that I wanted to do and have been wanting to do for a very long time, I probably couldn't given, uh, you know, the need to go out or to be outside of the house or see friends. And now with the increased time indoors, I just find myself, you know, going through them one after the other. But let me tell you a story. A couple of years ago, I discovered that one of my spare car keys is gone. And Mm. it kind of, you know, it got to me because I am typically not the kind of person that loses things so easily. And I was thinking maybe somehow I took one spare, deposited the car um, at the garage uh, for fixing and left that key with them. And maybe I forgot it there and just went with the other key to collect the car. So I asked them on several occasions and they say, but I mean, we don't do that. We don't hand out cars without making sure that we hand out a key. So it's not with us, you know, leave us Mm. alone, basically. Yes, of course. And so I, I was asking Mr. FL about this key and he kept making up some, some, I, it wasn't an excuse. He just, he, he thought, he was like, but you're, you're the one who drives the car. So it's <laughs> this is going to you. be good. It's this so is good. going to be so good. It is so good. And, you know, I've, I've had this key at the back of my head for such a long time. So whenever I'm sort of, you know, spring cleaning something or looking uh, in the living room for, I don't know, an iPad charger or something, I'm going to be indirectly looking for that car key Hmm. and when I find the paper pack you know the insurance and everything else for that car I'm always looking around there to see you know did it fall somewhere behind in that drawer or something and then just for never is it never is never and for for the for the story so uh, my husband has an office at the house that um, I help to sort of build so it's a made-to-measure custom-made office that would have been absolutely optimal for anyone who organizes like I organize but when I'm I'm now the one who designed it but he's the one using it and therefore there's a mismatch so uh, it's not adopted for his needs and I would love to help him but I'm not allowed so and I understand that because I hate it when somebody touches my papers so I understand that he doesn't want me in his stuff but these past I, few... I don't I don't think I've ever entered my husband's studio in yeah. like 10 years yeah well, I'm not allowed there there you go and I mean it makes no sense to look at it and say you know I, I kind of don't like this I would have done it differently because I'm not the one working in there so exactly makes... like there is yeah. something wrong in that sentence and that's exactly I would. exactly exactly so this it's not about our relationship is not about me most of the times but at least <laughs> most <laughs> I, I mean, at least you were honest and you saved yourself with most of the times. Yes, yes. 
And then with all this waking up very early these past mornings, I've been sneaking around at his office. And then yesterday morning, I was gravitating towards a corner, the right top corner of one of his, <laughs> one of his cupboards. That's not going to end well. And I grabbed a chair and I climbed and up there, there were four sort of Ikea boxes, <laughs> one, one stapled <laughs> on the other. And I went through them one by one. And on the, the bottom one, far corner, bottom one, I find, drum roll. The key. No. Oh. I find two old school, a small Louis Vuitton boxes. So you remember, I mean, I almost forgot that they changed their design. So now they're sort of orange packaging. And the old ones used to be brown and beige. Do you remember that? Yes, vaguely, because vaguely. I, never, exactly. I never do. We exactly, yeah. vaguely. And I find these two boxes and they look like these little... Um, you know, key holder, key holder boxes. And they, oh one of them God. weighs more than the other. So I, go, oh, hmm. God. I opened that one and in there is a brand new, I would say if it weren't for the fact that there was something in it, I would have said never used. So white and gray um, damier uh, pouch for keys. And in there is the car key. And the, <laughs> and the other one is an exactly identical, but brown and black. And I have no recollection who bought these? Did I buy them for his and hers? <laughs> did he buy them? Did somebody gift it? I have no idea. And I, I was almost You screaming. people should never shop I was again. almost screaming. And then so I couldn't wait for him to get up. So at the, at the first noise of his alarm, I was like, you have to come. Have oh, to my come. God. Show you. And he was like, what were you doing up there? I said, I'm sorry, but they were talking to me. It was an energy that kept calling me. And you know the worst part? The worst part is that in my brain, that car key's been lost for two years. But he claims that when we moved from the other apartment, all these items went straight into that box for the moving and he never unpacked <laughs> them. And that means the car key's been gone from 2016. And I only noticed it some two years ago. That's actually awful. That's, that's you know, that's my worst nightmare to realize that something has been missing for so long and I have just noticed it. And that happens. I mean, yeah. it's awful, but it happens. Well, can you so can you feel the triumph? So that's why I feel like I've achieved so much because now I localized the long lost car key. So this happened. Of... This happened today. Yesterday morning, and oh I was euphoric God. all day, all day. I was perfectly euphoric. You can't understand the small little, um, the 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 little what do you call it? Little victories. Yes, the little the little joy of uh, being right. It's called <laughs> it's called the little joy of a wife who is right. You know, the, the ability so right. to say I was right. I, I am yeah, so exactly. Right. Yes, oh. and uh, knowing your husband, I mean, I know the satisfaction is huge. So I'm sorry, Miss Raphael, but she was right. It is so, so funny. And then and, and then he said, "Why did you do it when I was sleeping?" I said, "Because I'm not allowed in there anyway." And he said, "But you never listen to what I want. So why would you care?" I said, "But I mean, <laughs> why, what are we arguing about? I just didn't care, right? I just went exactly like Mister Mister Raphael. What are you arguing about? She is always right. She is the wife, and she's always right. And I, mean, I am. I mean, can you believe it? They talked to me. I knew that they were there. Why would I otherwise grab a chair and start gravitating? Did, did we just 
you know, end up in the twilight zone where keys talk to you. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, so I've been missing some keys too. Can you please come <laughs> to my house and, and look for them? I would be so grateful. But I would anyways, love that. Anyways, anyways, leaving the keys aside, now it's time to bring you, Missy. Go ahead. And if, if you hear something, that's me cursing because my, uh, our little, you know, mascot, Loki, is just uh, trying to destroy everything that I have on my, in my bedroom here. So anyway... Let's see, it's almost Christmas. Mm. So, aside from coming to see me, of course, uh, if you could have one wish for Christmas, what would that be? <laughs> yes, because, uh, you know, coming to see me, that's, that's a huge thing. So. Are we talking like philosophical or material? The philosophical one would, of course, be uh, the end of the pandemic and world resumes the world, and you know, proper Miss order. Universe is fashion lawyer. I mean, I'm just, I'm just seeing you waving. You know, I oh, want peace, peace in the world and pandemics yeah. to be over. Yeah. That's the obvious one. But you mean like material? What, what do I yes, want I under mean, my tree? Yes. What do you want under your tree? That could be a trip. That could be a person. That could be you know a, a person. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can. My tree is tiny. Uh, I mean, look, uh, yes, I saw your tree. That that's not even, you know impossible to call a tree, but yeah, it's the symbol of a tree. Yes. <laughs> what uh, what would I want? Mm, mm. What would most. you want? Come on, you have like ten seconds, not more. Oh wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> materially, I think I'm satisfied. I have everything I want and desire and need. I would really, really like uh, two. Uh, can I say two trips? So I would yes. love one trip actually over the holidays to, to get some proper rest uh with mr fl i would love that go somewhere i don't know to mauritius or something and quarantine for two weeks and then you know come out for two weeks and just be happy and joyous in sunshine i think that's that's one and the other one would actually it wouldn't be to come to milan but it would be very nice to travel somewhere with a friend so if you and i could take that infamous trip to somewhere Wherever that Milan, be. Milan has left this conversation. I mean, Milan is very much offended that you wouldn't be taking your trip to Milan. But that is, but me. Yes. That is me traveling to you. I mean, us traveling together. Uh, if, you know, you told me I have 10 seconds and I can pick anything. Yes, but so. that, those, ten, those 10 seconds are gone. And yes, we would <laughs> actually love to travel together. But yes, but yeah, on that note, so one, this was one of the questions that I actually got once that we put the question box on Instagram about um, people asking about us. So what was the first thing that you thought about me when you saw me? And then I'm going to tell you the same thing on this side. Okay, do I have to remember that? Uh, yes. First thing, that you were smiling. That was the first thing. What was I supposed to, you know, be waving the axe? <laughs> like, come here, I'm going to get you. <laughs> I thought you were going to be an axe murderer. Uh, no, but I mean, some people can be more reserved in real life than than the, their online persona. And you have a very bubbly online persona. And I believe my first thought was that your physical appearance matches that perfectly. So there is no disconnect between sort of bubbly on picture and, you know, shy and reserved in real life. So, yes, that was the first thing. And no. also th that you have <clears throat> a, a handsome chest. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> A handsome chest is something that looks like it came out of a Jane Austen novel. She was wearing this beautiful dress and she had a handsome chest. I can't be <laughs> shouting boobs on air. It's Sunday and all. It's Sunday. Yes, Jesus will forgive us. Anyway, uh, the, the first thing that I thought when I saw you, this woman has perfect teeth. 
Really? Like seriously, that was my first time. Really? This woman has perfect teeth. Okay, but that's your clue for what you're supposed to be guessing that you have no clue about right now. Oh my god, <laughs> you you have the Invisalign on you? Yes. Can you Oh not... my god, I, well I done. can't believe this. Yes. Can yes, you not yes, hear yes. the slight lisp? There's a No, no, actually it doesn't it sounds just to you. I I am speaking from experience. When I had my braces on, and those were real life braces, not that Invisalign uh, classy thingy you have on. I mean, I thought I wasn't lisping. I, was, I wasn't able to un- let people understand what I was <laughs> talking about. It, it all <laughs> Because sounded... you talk shit. That's exactly. Why. <laughs> like, no, it, 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 was, it was like, what am I? What is coming out of my mouth? But that's really... not, that is not dependent on braces because you talk shit. Yes, I talk shit all the time, but that was even more shit to talk about. But anyway... Did you get used to it with time? Did you sort of train it away? Well, uh, yes, I got used to the pain. I got used to speaking with my mouth full of metal, basically. But it it was fun, actually, because it was the most efficient crash diet that I've ever done in my life. Yeah, terrible. No, it it was horrifying because the pain is so much... And the, the thought that you are in public with your braces on and the food is getting in there, it's, it's, it's impossible. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I didn't want to eat in public for two years. Hmm. Like, seriously, I never wanted... When we, when we went eventually to lunches with people, because we, we did, I used to eat purposely something that I knew wouldn't be stuck in the braces. And I always had this little kit... Uh, dentist kit with me that I actually had to go to the bathroom and I remember that being a, a pain because when you you should remember that when we used to go to the martini bar by mm. Dolce Gabbana they have this you know very low lights bathroom and mm. I remember having to use my phone just to see where where the food was stuck that was awful the worst time you know, but Invisalign is actually good. and uh, But it's no I, different uh, when you take these thing, things off. So apparently there's a new regimen. Sorry, I interrupted you. But mm. um, so now apparently, so I have 14 Invisaligners, as they call it. Look, for, for, for one, I mean, I I don't know if, if my teeth were always like this, but I have a bottom teeth, which is sort of lying horizontally, pushing all the other teeth forward and starting to grow horizontally. That's one pushy feet, uh, exactly. tooth. Yeah. So um, when I went to my doctor, she said, or my dentist, she said, I think that braces would be better for this for you. And I said, well, in that case, I'm not going to bother. And then she didn't think that it was going to be possible to do this maneuver <laughs> with the Invisalign. Yeah, but I mean, it's a... It's, um, uh, it, it's it's a big uh, yeah because there is intrusion. a difference between yeah I know but it's there is a big difference between braces and Invisalign it's not the same thing but you know braces are stronger yeah. and actually more hardworking and they use them on on special cases such as mine I have a really small mouth mm. and uh, there is no space for my actual teeth mm. <laughs> inside so I had to wear it and to expand the palate and mm. that was. Painful. My God, that mm. was pain for two years. Awful. But Awful. it is, I mean, here, so apparently before you used to have one set of Invisaligners and you change them every two weeks. And here now they've, they've speed, not speeded up, but now you switch them up every once a week. And um, they glue something on top of your teeth yes. to, to give the Invisaligners resistance. So when you first put them in, I mean, there's massive tension in your whole mouth and you you can i mean it's painful so you can really feel how um 
how something's going on and then the pain subsides after two or three days you're supposed to keep them in 22 hours which is you know uh, at first that, that's like, that's like the retainer that i have to wear every single yeah. night and now we are talking really disgusting stuff so people are really enjoying this i'm sure they <laughs> aren't but uh, you know at, at the first day i was thinking i'm not going to be able to do this for 14 I weeks know, because despite what the what the dentist said she didn't think this was going to be for me and it, it was going to be very long but once they modeled it they said no but actually this can be done fairly swiftly but i i was like what have i done i'm not going to be able to commit to this but now that they're in it's okay Okay, but I mean, I, it's like you say, you pay much more attention to uh, yeah. to your. <laughs> what do you eat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, now I I took the leap, so I have to just live with it. So, so, we'll so basically, you basically uh, just entered a crash diet, and you don't even know it. So this is going to be funny. <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, I am still eating. Don't worry about me. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm not worried. Your <laughs> bum needs to be properly, you know, pampered. Uh, nut- pampered, nutritionally, just taken care of, and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's going to be one safe asset. So, please, uh, give me the thing that you love and hate most about me. Oh, Uh my God. (laughs) Uh, Okay, what do I love the most? No, maybe I start with what I hate the most. Please do. Hate the most. That's a strong word. Okay, you dislike. Mm. I'll just give, give, give an escape route to you. You dislike or just, you know, that annoys you the most. (laughs) <laughs> okay uh, are you gonna do the same back or uh, no no okay okay that's <laughs> no. good to know um okay. you have 10 seconds each okay so the one thing that annoys me mm-hmm. is that i feel sometimes you are overly conflict prone and not to say with me but with everything else so sometimes I feel like you could save your energy in picking your battles, but you really take all the battles <laughs> all as they come, one after the other. Yes, please. And you treat them all with the same intensity. Uh, it's called being a Virgo. It's is not it? actually something. Yeah, is you it? cannot oh, wow. control that shit. So what, is it, what does a Virgo do then? So they, they treat everything with the same kind of yes. magnitude? There is, there, there is no in between basically you uh treat everything with the same dedication and energy as they come uh, unless you're very much stuffed up with uh, with uh, that particular thing and you just you know when you arrive at the point of breaking there is no way back so you just give up Mm. and you say okay this is closed Mm. but it takes a really long time for a virgo to get to that point and it takes a lot of energy interesting yeah, that's awful. Most of the time, it's called being an empath. You basically live everything very much thoroughly, but then your energy is really low and you have yeah, to... I, I don't know. Yeah, I, know. I can see that you're an empath, but for example, you know, every fight you pick about Trump, I don't think that's being an empath. That, that's oh, just that's being... Oh, that's not a fight. They're just a fun. That's fun, actually. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, that's, so, that's fun. So for you, I mean, all these sort of... Um... Memes. No, I mean, I meant to say all all these, um, I'm not going to call them aggressions because they aren't, but all... Um, the trumpets? All the, the, no, I'm not looking for that word. I'm looking for the word, all the clinches are not actually, not all of them are from, from annoyance or because mm. you think there is a cause behind it. Some of them are also because of amusement and they appear in the exact yeah. same way. 
they they come in the same they look and smell and behave the exact same as when you're annoyed with something or dislike something that's the oh, interesting yeah. what, part. What, can, what can i say i'm i'm intense baby i'm intense and what i love about you is that you have a um so this is a combination of two things so you have a solid uh self-esteem and knowledge of your self-worth and at the same time you're totally fearless um and these in combination uh makes your expression just expressing who you are and what you want from life extremely powerful and very very positive um and i'm just going to keep this rec- recording yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just going to frame it do you recognize do you... it can you recognize what i'm saying or does it sound no am i supposed to no i mean can you recognize because you recognize the virgo instantly when i was uh yes yes because i'm very much uh, self um aware of my you know auto aware of my intensity when i come at something i i'm never i'm incapable of letting it go or leaving it alone hmm. i just i it's not that i want to be right all the time i mean i'm right most of the time but <laughs> it's not that i want to it's just something that i cannot leave alone hmm. it's it's just part of my character it's just who who i am i'm passionate about things and i i i think that it, that stems a little bit from my background mm. uh, we feel a lot uh, uh, a sense of a sense of identity and who we are and what we think and we have strong opinions i learned to polish that in time a little bit uh, especially in work environment mm. but in work environment you will never hear me express i'm just like a queen of england there i don't ever express an opinion a political opinion mm. i don't speak anything that could be potentially sensitive <clears throat> because i think work environment is one thing and private is another so my my instagram if you wish is kind of an outlet you just let everything else and here is what, the part that intrigues me and you know here i'm touching wood honestly i'm looking for something to knock but what intrigues me is that you treat all these you know whatever comes your way with the same intensity and with the same diligence and it looks to me like it's not eating off your energy that's the interesting mm. bit because i don't do it for the reason that i need to save on some you know i agree there's a difference between work life and private life um but uh i would say the interesting bit is that it doesn't look like it's draining you i mean i can go into a super minor not even a fight like an opinion disagreement and then i'm like who i need to lay down for a bit and you know bring it the only, cool down. The, the, the only thing that ever drains me is emotional uh, it's never on that level like of opinions or um causes that i fight for or something i stand that's for that's extremely interesting so you mean you dissociate them because i i typically yes. don't i would almost never pick a fight or go into a conflict for something that emotionally doesn't mean anything to me but it doesn't that it, it it isn't that it doesn't mean anything to me it means something to me otherwise i wouldn't be mentioning it but uh emotional when i say emotional what drains me is uh, mostly people uh, lack of empathy or yeah. uh, people who hurt you or something like that you know something that touches you very intimately mm. uh, other either si- sides of my life like aspects of social or um, my political views they actually um, some kind some, sometimes they fuel me instead of draining me but what drains me is people's lack of empathy or lack of understanding of the world we live in and and when i meet that kind of people that is draining to me because that I, then i realize that i'm just speaking to a 
like 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 a rubber wall you know just bounces off of the wall and comes back to you mm. and then you realize it's all useful useless sorry but, but on yeah on that note <laughs> but can i just make one example here please so, do um, please do <laughs> last sunday I it's think. a lawyer she's a lawyer no I but mean, look yeah. last sunday there was um there was a man who drove into a crowd in trier just uh, mm. uh, at the other side of the luxembourgish border and mm-hmm. i was very shocked to learn this and i was reading up quite a lot about it and then i saw um a person on instagram that uh, storied this event and basically said uh, because it was a white person, this is not labeled terrorism or something like that. And, you know, while the topic really um, hits home and and is relevant to me and mm-hmm. is like, you know, physically not far away, and even if I would have a view on this, and I, I don't think it's correct to say, I mean, it was a person that was um, intoxicated with alcohol driving into um a pedestrian street and killing people um and i don't know enough to to determine whether the person got intoxicated to do it or did it while intoxicated and i don't know if there was any intention behind or not whatever but i i really cannot fathom the energy to debate right so i just move on yeah but you know why people feel so intensely about that in particular because um there have been many cases in the last months just to take an example i mean i'm not saying that they there haven't been cases in the last decades they have there have and but in the last months i think and we will get to this because there is a question i wanted to ask you for the longest time um <laughs> just prepare yourself it's serious talk this one this time Wamana. And I think that people have now some kind of sharpened out their senses to the fact that if you are a brown or a colored person, uh, if you are everything else except for white and wasp and whatever, you will be treated another way, even with the language that comes with it. Because when um, a black man or a brown man or an Asian man or anything else that isn't white and uh, privileged in some way if they make an attempt uh, to i don't know murder people or just drive into people or any kind of terrorist attempt it will be labeled terrorist attempt if a white person does that and you have the example of that kid who uh, used the stimulus check in this in the states to get a gun and uh, his mother helped him uh, cross i think two states to do uh, uh, shouting, uh, no, sh- not shouting. I mean, I mean, sorry. Um, shooting match and kill people, uh, and he is being labeled like uh, an angst teen or just you know someone who has lost his way, and he's not being labeled a young terrorist. Mm. So there is a way we use words that needs to change mm. because just because a person is uh, of a different race or a different ethnicity or a different religion, it doesn't mean that it needs to be labeled a, a, a certain way and a white person isn't giving the, uh, getting the same treatment. That's the, the thing. I, feel, I think people feel that a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, I, of course you want to say um, at least even when it comes to the worst and the grimmest actions, at least the reactions, the initial reactions prior to knowing anything uh, should at the very least be the same. Be the same, yeah. exactly. That I agree. In, in, an, in an ideal world, it should be the same. An act of terrorism is an act of terrorism. 
And then you discover, I don't know, someone was drunk and they drove into people and that's not an act of terrorism. That's just being crazy or stupid or whatever. But I, I really feel like we are um, discovering now a responsibility uh, and the weight our words carry. So I'm very much aware now of how mm. I perceive other people and how other people perceive me mm. as a white privileged person. Mm. So that's mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's I mean, one thing, you know. And that is also the 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 revelation of this year, right? This is yes. what 2020 brought us in so many unfortunate manners, but it still really highlighted uh, just how unequal we view the world and how unaware a lot of us are about our own privilege, however it may look. But keep hanging onto that thought because mm-hmm. we will get there. Mm-hmm. But Missy, I still have some stupid questions for you too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Please give me one fashion regret that you have uh, for each of these. The one that got away and the one you just wish you just wish you let it go away. The one that got away, um, I still regret very much not buying a the jacket. blue. <laughs> Which jacket? Our jacket. Come on. No. We met with the... No. No. You, a blue... Ro- mm, blue... No. A blue crocodile lady lock Gucci bag that appeared in front of me in Singapore and I didn't take it. It cost a ridiculous amount of money and um, would have probably been difficult to transport from Singapore to Europe, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And the, the real reason why I didn't take it was because of one comment Mr. Eiffel dropped casually. Oh my God, what? He said, <clears throat> quote, looks like plastic. Unquote. He's a bad man. I'm sorry. <laughs> how, how could he say that? Oh my God. So you will see me at, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, YouTube or not YouTube. What am I talking about? A bunch of uh, resale website, whether it's uh, <laughs> eBay or anything else. I'm always tapping, you know, Gucci, Crocodile, Lady Lock bag. That's the one oh that my got God. away. Yep. But that can be easily solved, I think, with our friends at Gucci. But, okay, give me one that you wish you just let it go away. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, the bad one. A bad purchase. But there are many of those. But should I give you one that's sort of eye-watering? Yes, the the worst. Like, you see that thing and you think, I wish I just left you there. Thanks. Huh. Uh, It's hard to say because I keep selling my stuff. Can you help me? Oh, God. Um, no, because I actually like almost all your stuff, except for the hissy ones. But, you know, but there has to be something that you bought and you say, oh, my God, why? What was I thinking? Yeah, but I mean, I I must have gotten rid of those because they're not here anymore. Okay, are but they? Th- those are included. You don't have to own it now, but you just, you know, even the sold ones, you can use them. I don't remember. What was I thinking? Okay, um, here then. Uh, no, that's not even fun. Hmm. <laughs> that's a hard one. That's a hard I was one. about to say, I was about to say a pair of uh, flat Python Louboutin shoes with spikes at the at the at the top. But the reason I say that is because all Louboutin shoes are uncomfortable. Uh, so I mean, uh, that would go for my whole Louboutin collection. Pardon me, Missy. I walk in those, and those are my comfort shoes. The flat ones? No. Uh, no, those just give me blisters. 
<clears throat> I'm not even kidding you. I got a pair of these um, flats from Louboutin and uh, they have spikes on them. And aside from just scratching myself all the time, <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Uh, I hate those flats because I can never, ever walk in them, which kind of beats the purpose of flats. Here, I have one. I'm not going to yeah. purchase. Okay. So uh, my leather gray, a plain leather gray, Louis Vuitton carry-on bag. And it's a shitty purchase for several reasons. One, it costs a fortune. Two, it weighs, <laughs> it weighs loads and loads. So already the bag, I think, without being charged, weighs six kilos. So it already makes it impossible to use it as a hand luggage because if you want to pack That's it awful. also. Yeah. And then the, the fourth uh, problem with it is that if you want to take it to an airport and put it on a security belt, it's going to get damaged just by going through the belt. <laughs> Oh, wow. Did you sell it? No, I still have it. I only use it if I go by train or travel by car. And that's a really. You you only use it when you hate yourself. It's a really shitty purchase. And even worse, I've got two of those one that I gifted for Mr. FL and one for me. So, two times, really shitty purchase. Okay. What about you? Do you know for you? Oh, God. Um, Really? I I would have to... Just give give me some time to think about that You see, it's not so easy, huh? No, it's not. It's not. But um, I could tell you, I I, I bought several pairs of shoes that were so uncomfortable, but I like them at the moment, but I never actually wear them. Like every single pair of Louboutin 12 centimeters uh, shoes, I cannot walk into. Mm. And I remember distinctly scenes of myself with, uh, with a friend walking on the street and I would just go, I, I can't walk in this. I'm sorry. I, but it's just like 200 meters. That's just like two, two kilometers to me in those shoes. So you, you cannot understand it unless you felt the pain. And the pain is atrocious. But I think I have clothing items that uh, I think I, I, I should have never bought. <laughs> Like some dresses, I I think I, 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 when I see them, I think, oh my God, what was I thinking? But let me think. I would, before the, the end of this podcast, I will give you okay. that one. Good. So give me one thing that you uh, absolutely don't like about your body and one that you do. What I don't like about my body is my cellulite. Oh, you have cellulite? I've had them since before puberty. Um, They're genetic. And uh, I I mean, I don't see them, so I don't have to meet with them too often. I don't see them. I don't. don't. But uh, if I I would change something on my body, it would be that. I would prefer not to have them. Mm. And and what was the other question? We we know the other one. Like like, like one part that you actually like, uh, love, adore about your body. We know. Okay. No, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a different one. Actually, I'm going to say my hands. I look at them and I think oh, yes, pretty you do. Nice. You do have pretty hands. That's that's true. Like, Thank you. Uh, now I sound like a creep, but you actually have pretty hands. Thank you. And that's something I always like when you do, you know, the the, the nail thing and the the, the whole display of uh, jewelry on you. That's pretty much lovely. Thank you. And, and I like that. Yeah. You? What about you? What's <clears> the, can I can I guess for you? Yes, please do guess. I would guess your boobs is what <laughs> you like. Actually, I'm going to give you another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I love, uh, if, you, if I have to love something, I love my eyes. Mm. I actually do. Mm. Uh, I do because they're a mixture of my mother's and my father's eyes mixed mm. uh, in, into one. And I think that they reveal a lot of stuff about me. Mm. And I'm completely unable to lie with my eyes. 
you you can actually read every single thing. I I had a friend who used to tell me you are perfectly unable to lie properly with a straight face. That's What do true. you lie about if you have to lie? It, um, about someone. I don't know when when I meet someone and they look like shit and I'm like okay I'm not just you know and they ask you like what do you think about this and I'm like oh that's lovely and I'm I'm unable to lie because you can actually see that I think that it's shit but uh, I'm unable to lie about um, people I'm unable to lie about my feelings especially my feelings and you can actually read every single thing in the eyes. So. <laughs> Uh, I have a, I, I I smile a lot. You know that, mm. and you said that. So when you see me, when that I'm amused about something, and when you see that I'm I'm liking something, you will actually see it in the eyes. Yeah. If the smile reaches the eyes, that's jackpot. Ding 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 dong. That's If so interesting. With the with the mask times, actually, you can still see yes. who is friendly and who is smiling. Well, exactly. Like eye mm. makeup is a big thing now because people actually communicate with their eyes. Mm. Which brings me to the relationships part. Mm -hmm. So 2020 changed everything for us. It's uh, changed the, changing the way we feel, think, and relate to people. So not being able to touch anyone, hugging is prohibited, interacting with people is gone. Like I've realized uh, one funny thing, you know, I'm very touchy. I touch people that I like. I don't like to be touched by people that I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but I please, just please don't hug me if I don't know you. I'm sorry, it's not you, it's me. Uh, but I like to touch, hug and kiss with people that I actually like and know for a long time. Uh, I realized a funny thing when I was training with my trainer. Uh, that's one person that actually knows me very well at my worst, uh, knows almost basically every single thing that I'm insecure about. He knows it. So we've never as much as shaken hands and that was really a shocking turning point to me to realize that I haven't hugged this person because you know Italians are huggers I haven't interacted with in a in a positive and meaningful way with this person since I since we first met so um did it change something for you do you miss life BC before corona in that way mm, yeah uh, I would say no Uh, <laughs> we just made you a, a nice person she doesn't no no I will so explain I will explain mm. so uh, I live in Luxembourg and I uh, deal with lots of francophone uh, country environments and there you do the, the cheek kissing faire la bise and, mm. and that is really not equivalent to a hug so that's basically you know you put your cheek you don't touch cheeks next to one somebody else and you sort of kiss in the air and, and that's that, like Milanese women Yeah, due to each other. Exactly. Yes. And you do this to everyone. So I was thinking about my coach, for example. Uh, I mean, I, I would do that on his birthday. So I would, and that's it. And I mean, he is in his training style, for example. He uh, doesn't touch. And why do I say that? Because I, I have had other coaches who would, for example, hold a hand um, at my back in order to straighten it when I do an exercise uh, that, mm -hmm. that requires me to uh, to position myself differently. And I struggled with having another person who is clean and I am now sweating to be that close into my personal yeah, sphere. Yeah, it's embarrassing a little bit. Yeah, I find it, you know, awkward. So, so this coach doesn't do any of that. So we don't really have any physical interaction. So I would say I don't really miss it. I don't miss, miss so much handshaking 
uh, I never used to have a problem with it, but now I realize that, you know, with the amount of times I wash my hands every day, I, I, I'm probably never going to go back to normal where I casually shake hands with people like we used to. I would rather, you know, put my hand on the heart <laughs> and do the Arabic greeting. Um, but I can say yesterday, um, a, a very good friend of mine asked me to accompany her to the Chanel shop in Luxembourg because she was buying her first Chanel bag. And that was very nice. And I was greeted by the, the shop manager and she was so energetic and so bouncy when she came to see me that I really felt like there was one step missing and it was awkward for her just yeah. to stop, you know, come with these super light steps and she looked so beautiful and cute and happy and just positive. And then she stopped, you know, just in her feet right in front of me. And I was like, no, no, come on. I thought you were going to exactly. give me like, like, you were going to do the kiss. Yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Uh, but generally, no, I, uh, no, 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 no. A Swede's hug. I find that awkward. It's sort of a, you know, you take one, arm and you sort of wrap it around the neck of somebody else but not very tight oh, the, not, not the neck Ugh. oh god no yeah oh, no, so, no, no. so no i don't well actually i remember one thing um when the first lockdown eased up and that was i think june of this year um i really 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 wanted after two years of staying oh so years i'm sorry two months of staying inside the house that felt like two years i really wanted to see the cathedral i wanted mm. to see the sun rise above the cathedral so i forced my husband to get up like at 4 a.m and go to we'd take the bikes and we actually made an appointment with two other friends and we met in front of the cathedral and the first instinct was to get up, get up the bike and hug those people. Mm. But I saw clearly, uh, even even if I knew, you know, when I knew that that wasn't the thing we should be doing, I saw people just take a light step back. And that's awful. I think we are uh, suffering at the moment uh, here, at least in Italy, we are suffering a lot because it's Christmas, you know, it's the loveliest, usually the loveliest uh, time of the year. Tomorrow is our city's St. Patron's uh, Day, and it's, it's a festive thing. We should be having the, the opening of the Scala, and every single tradition we usually have involves having people around, mm. having dinners, having, you know, hugs, kisses, whatever. So mm. I think we are suffering because we are social animals. We love to be with other people mm. and is it isn't something that we can you know survive easily and i think this is going to be a huge moment of reckoning for us mm. and uh, something that will change things i think everybody feels that way i would just say that uh, i mean stopping to do these casual you know air kisses air kissing and hugging isn't equivalent so we never had that expression for you know affection or friendship uh, generally I, I don't see myself leaning over the table with very good friends and hugging them because I, I'm actually I'm a very very physical person I'm very cuddly but only mm -hmm. only with my husband um, and you know I'm he, he, nicks, he nicknames me a cat because I'm always sort of you know I've got you too oh, like my husband calls me that seriously uh, he can't walk by without me you know jumping up and you know stealing it uh, oh uh, proper and oh my god like, you are lucky yeah i'm yeah. exactly i am lucky so so i think i get that fix from home but i uh, i don't have a particular need to get that from my but friends listen, also banally uh, if you and me met 
we would feel a little bit awkward not being able to hug. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I agree. If you haven't seen somebody for such a long time, it feels so odd to, to wave with two hands, you know. Hello. Exactly, like, what are we just going to, you know, just take our arm, elbows and elbow each yeah. other? That's awful. Elbow each other. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do a bum, a bum hump. So we're going to stand hump, back yeah. to back and then we're going to bump each other. That's going box. to, someone, I, I can already feel that someone is going to, you know, take out the phone and record that. But anyway, yeah. Okay, we, we realize you're not a hugger, but some, there is something to this, you know, conversation about being, uh, just having these things taken away from you. Definitely. It, it, it isn't, it's no longer an option. And that's horrifying. That's definitely. definitely a thing. So do you think, and now we reconnect to what we were talking about before, do you think that the pandemic has changed our society in this way? It has allowed some currents to emerge, such as a huge current of self-introspection, because we don't have shit to do and we, we you know, just stay home and think about our lives, or simply in terms of just like owning who you are, realizing the responsibilities and uh, the, the things that come with it. And because our glittering surface was so easily destroyed. Mm, because no. what's left of our world here, it's quite different than what we had in February this year. Mm. Unfortunately, I'm a cynic and I would say the answer to that is no. I mean, I think people, while, while they may be aware that, for example, um, this was a, the pandemic has had a, a rather positive impact on the environment. So the pollution levels are down, the air emissions are down, uh, the impact on, um, you know, th that the flight industry would have. Is significantly reduced okay some other things have increased in terms of packaging and delivery and postal you know that kind of cargo um, emissions etc uh, but I unfortunately think that the moment that we have the that we regain the optionality we have that very few of us are going to make um, radical life changes in order to maintain the lessons okay, learned. Okay, let me, let me rephrase that. <laughs> How did it impact you and what are you going to take away from the pandemic? I, I mean, I'm one of those um, that should be placed on the flight shaming list. So, I mean, I've probably traveled more than anyone else during this pandemic, even if it's only, you know, two flights or one flight, I'm not even sure anymore. But at least I've traveled, you know, once because I had to get home. And that's once more than everyone else. And I would say I'm not going to be able to change my line of work uh, so that I will travel less frequently when when that becomes possible after the pandemic. Yeah, that would be one big swim to Africa. For example. Um, and I, I do, I mean... Like I was saying before, I am up to speed with a lot of things that I've probably neglected for many years because I've opted out for other things to fill my time with. And I wish that I can maintain this. So I wish that I can spend more time at home and... And, uh, and podcast with me. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, really. And uh, But I, I, I also think, you know, human nature is, is uh, unreliable and uh, we move on very quickly from each of these scares and we bounce back very quickly. So I, I need to see whether I've just adjusted temporarily or uh, whether it has genuinely changed the way that I look at life and myself. I don't know that This yet. is honest. This is honest. This is the most honest uh, answer that I got to this question uh, in a very long time. What do people respond? 
people normally say, oh, yes, we are never going to be the same. You know, the usual mumbo jumbo that everyone says that, you know, felt, feels like fake, feels faked. Like it came out of a magazine that just uses the, this as a, you know, banal uh, demagogic strategy to just speak about the pandemics in a way that appeals to people so they sell more magazines mm. but it actually has an impact i mean aside from my personal tragedy that i feel that robbed me with time with my family in mm. this pandemic um it, it it is something that changes you in this case me because i thought that once i got uh, out of a war i would never feel changed in that way again but now i really reconsider that but that statement. is that is also um you know Personal, pushing it yeah. but it's pushing it to the extreme to think i will never live anything that's going to shape me again i think no no not in in the way war shapes yeah. you trust me you you don't want that but then you realize this is war I think because I think yes I think that it it uh it pushes the same amount or same yeah probably not the same triggers but same amount of triggers that going through the the trauma of a war uh puts you through but I I would be well the toilet paper uh, thing uh, kind of triggers me Mm. I'm not even kidding here. Mm. I like seeing people. Today I'm mm. I'm supposed to go to the supermarket and I have my supermarket booked which is something I never thought I would say in my life. Mm. I have a ticket for the supermarket. So seeing people take away like five, six carts of toilet paper, that's crazy to me. Mm. And people do that. So that reminds me when I was a teen and I was in war. Mm. But maybe they're just not yet used to their own cooking, right? So there's still shit in the kitchen after all this time. And (laughs) There is a plenty healthy amount of shit coming out of this podcast today. But yes... (laughs) Uh, I wanted to add also, I mean, the reason why I am, I am what, what you call honest and transparent is because I myself went and did the exact opposite of what I said that I wouldn't do uh, on my return. So during the period when I was in Senegal, I couldn't see myself engaging in any shopping activities or any any splurging or anything else because it didn't feel relevant. And, and there's a context where you say, what am I buying for? Am I buying to wear tomorrow or am I buying because it's retail therapy. But I, I think I pronounced rather forcefully that, you know, it didn't interest me anymore. And and uh, interestingly enough, it didn't take long until the, <laughs> that pendant switched. And I did go out and I did make purchases. And now you can excuse it with, well, it was on sale and it was items I had seen before. And you can find loads of excuses. But as a matter of fact, I did the opposite than my declaration. And that was mid-pandemic. This is why I'm saying well, I, you are a woman, so you are allowed to change. But your irrespective, opinion. I mean, I, I don't, I don't hear you do that. I think you said quite clearly that you're not woman, in, into uh, it. Yes, but the the shops are physically closed. And then I saw. I have to say, <laughs> I saw you bought a boob dress the other day. The one. Oh yes, yeah. Netta Porter never closes. That's unfortunate. Um, yes, I got a boob dress, and I realized I kind of miss the thrill, uh, hmm. but I miss, you know stores have reopened here too and uh, one my personal grief and tragedy aside which still stands Mm. and it will stand for a long time and it will take me a long time probably to go back to those stores where I was happy with Mm. someone Mm. Uh, but um, if I feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel if I see that there is a vaccine coming and therefore there is a possibility that all those um, trips 
and congresses my husband is invited to for the next year will be realized, will be, will be reality, then I will think about expanding my clothing and I need to fit in my clothes before mm. in order to shop some more because I, you know, the pandemic's body isn't the body you are used to, at least mm. for me. That's mm. been my struggle and, and this still is my struggle. Yeah, for it's lots not... of people, I think, I think we all have that in common. Yeah, but, you know, we can dedicate a whole podcast to the, the, the questions of body image if people find it, you know, empathetic enough for them. Mm. But uh, the fact is, I need to fit into my clothes bef- first and then go back to buying some more or getting rid of it because of something because I actually I'm running out of space. <laughs> Not even kidding. But the boob dress was an instant purchase because I was inspired by something that I saw on the floor uh, which is a company that a friend of mine recently founded and I I just said okay this is one thing that I would actually wear but then it came and it had my boobs out so I was like (laughs) okay (laughs) this is not working the way I I was envisioning it but I didn't send it back because I like it and I saw and I thought well hell you know uh, have it flaunted just you know wear it it's going to be lovely for a dinner that's what my husband said he said okay just wear it at the dinner and I said yeah but with you not with not anyone else because you know it would be embarrassing for the person just to eat spaghetti and look at my boobs luckily your, your husband is the only person you can have dinner with right now so exactly was... no there is grandpa too but this is an isn't a dress that I'm going to wear in front of my grandfather sorry <laughs> he would say he would actually be very modern about it he would say oh you look well you know you 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 are just fearless like your grandmother was so mm. just wear it and flaunt it and whatever and I would be very much uncomfortable with that so uh, it's a purchase that was made out of boredom and I admit it mm. uh, and I thought it, it's a velvet dress it's going to be lovely under coats and then I thought what coats where am I going mm. you know there isn't a place to go we have uh, new lockdowns coming right up uh, for Christmas uh, restaurants are closed. Uh, there is a, a, no, we are not allowed to go outside on 24th, 25th, and 26th. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Like there is a huge um, s- sort of shrinking of our space to move in any way. Wow. Because we want to avoid uh, getting the pandemics up again. Yeah. So uh, Christmas for Italians is a whole different story and, you know, we like to celebrate it, but because of the few that don't really understand that COVID is very much real, we have to suffer collectively. Mm. So to, to me, that's that's the, the thing. I don't feel it's Christmas because I don't see Christmas coming. Mm. Like, literally, I don't see anything Christmassy on the outside. I'm supposed to make my tree tomorrow. That's one thing. And because it's tomorrow, it we. Milanese usually make their tree on the patron's day mm-hmm. uh, so I don't know how that's going to work for me because Loki is um, is basically a kitten Satan <laughs> so he, <laughs> he will destroy systematically everything he touches so I'm not really comfortable with taking my tree out in front of Loki but let's see how he deals with that and if maybe it'll man- give you some some Christmas feel by the time it will it give up. me broken Christmas balls but okay yeah whatever it will give me something to look forward to nice. and you know Very to nice. to look at yes uh, if i expect 
Christmas feelings from your Christmas tree, that's not going to come. It's just inciting me to shop. My so- Christmas tree is beautiful. I even want to buy one and take with me to Stockholm. It's the best thing. And I think I'm going to go and buy three more bulbs because right now I've broken a few. So I'm going to replace them. I love it. It brings me real joy. And I stare at it in the mornings. Okay. So give me one last thing before we go. One last thing. Yes. One thing. Give me one thing you are looking forward to in a post-corona world. I am looking forward to resuming uh, my day-to-day life at the office. And that means... That is so sad. No, it isn't actually. And that means, um, you know, getting dressed, wearing makeup, Uh, changing uh, the way that you look at yourself, interacting with people, getting a routine, being able to walk, whether it's the distance to your bike or to your car or into the office or take a 10-minute walk around the building to get air. Just resume the, the normalcy. But even if the pandemic has shown us that it's perfectly possible to work at a distance and from home, but the 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 routine of this kind of boredom and frankly i mean if i if i sit in front of my computer i'm not going to move until you know i get too hungry and that can be around three o'clock so it means if i haven't you know worn uh, makeup and dressed by the time i sit in front of it i'm not going to do it for the rest of the day and yeah. that can be okay for some time but if it's like that every day uh, at least at least you're well, not at least I mean uh, the problem is that you just look at your own dull face and you uninspire yourself I mean at some point it's up to us to say ah oh, I needed a pick-me-up so I applied some makeup and now I feel nice and fresh but uh, I'm not even doing that so I look forward to all that normalcy even if I do believe we're going to be able to work from home in a much more flexible manner going forward but it's one thing when you choose to do that and one thing if you're forced to do that and i agree with you sitting in my pajamas or which i don't own but still uh sitting in uh, leggings or sitting around just comfortably dressed is not something that i'm used to and i feel like i'm some somehow letting myself go Mm. and that's awful exactly and that's what Exactly. I know what you're, you're, you're getting at, and I couldn't agree more. It's like being savagely letting yourself go. And it sort of mimics, you know, the outside and, and the mm. times we live in. So one thing I'm looking forward to is learning how to wear heels again. Mm. Good God, that's going to take some effort because <laughs> I've been wearing flats and trainers for every single day of this year. And it's awful, awful. Yeah, I hear you, my friend. I agree. agree. Mm. And this, you know, sigh of relief uh, (laughs) means that we've run out of time and you need more (laughs) coffee. I know, I know. I'm reading you well. (laughs) Are you sure you don't want a retaliation next next week? please by by your own means i mean you know you have all next week to get you know get at me and ask me all sorts of uncomfortable questions okay let's see <laughs> let's see yeah 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 and yes i thought about the the purchase the the one bad purchase yes. i have it's a shirt dress i mean why <laughs> i got uh, this um 
lovely. I'm sure it was lovely in the head of the person who convinced me to get it. But it's a tuxedo shirt, like long tuxedo shirt dress uh, that I've never actually worn because I feel like I'm, I'm concealing you underneath <laughs> it, like I'm pregnant with you. It feels and looks that way. Can you so it's, belt it? Yes, I can belt it, but then I'm showing my hoo-ha. So it's not really useful. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like a handkerchief. It's not even straight, like a straight, you know, dress. It's like a handkerchief. It's, I know it's hanging. One. I know which one. It's, yeah, I, I, I won't say the brand because I, I, I find the guys from the brand so nice and cute and everything. But, <laughs> oh, my God, that was why. Like, I was, why? What the hell was wrong with me? It looks nice from the waist up. Are you gonna waist... are you gonna rehome it? No, because I'm still sentimental and I just, you know, feel like um it reminds me of a moment in time and of people and I'm just going to keep it. But um yeah, I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> Crazy. Not happening. Crazy. Disconnect yeah, your sentiments, maintain the memory and rehome it. Mm, that's a good one, but still not I I, I mean I would need to get a really deep dive into my closet to rehome things. And I'm not really at that mm. point of my life. But yeah, I will think about it. Good. Promise. Think Good. long and hard. And we will resume and see what you think about it next week, if I remember. Otherwise, you yes. remind me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to remind you of that. That's way too uncomfortable for me. So, yes. Uh, we can end this um, episode of the podcast and I'm really curious about how you're going to title it because the titles, the, the subtitles of this are hilarious woman, <laughs> uh, but I'm very much curious and to be continued next week when we pick up other things and God save me from your questions. So <laughs> very good. God save us yes. all and God. thank you for listening and have a happy Sunday. Happy Sunday and a lot of coffee.